Hey everyone, welcome to episode 13 of the Phantom Cast, formerly known as the Phantom Insult Super Show. Uh, I am your host, Phantom, and we're going to dive right into it right now. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. This is just a podcast for the everyday gamer, made by people that are everyday gamers. Um, For those of you who are returning and are wondering what's going on, don't panic. I made a podcast update that went live yesterday on Sunday. Essentially, moving forward, Salt is going to be taking a extended hiatus for personal reasons, and with his permission, we've just kind of rebranded the podcast not to confuse a lot of people. So, episodes 1 through 12 are going to be the original Phantom and Salt Super Show. Then, from this episode until further notice, the everything's kind of changed. We've got a new logo. We've got just a new title. This is the Phantom Cast, but that's all that's changed besides no salt and besides the little visual and title stuff. Everything is the same. We're still dedicated, the podcast is still dedicated to bringing you guys the news every week about big changes that are going on in the industry, whether it's got to do with video games, you know, Marvel Netflix shows, DC comics, anything that's kind of nerd culture at this point. Um, As always, we love hearing from you guys, so be sure to leave us your feedback on Discord, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, on our Twitch channels. Um, places you can listen to this podcast are Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. I just wanted to get that out there. I don't know if I'm going to say all of those every episode, but I wanted to get all of that out there. So on this week's episode, we will be talking the Bungie and Activision split, the classic Fallout games that are coming to anyone who played Fallout 76, the new Punisher trailer, and the possible new Spider-Man PS4 DLC. But first, before we get into that, i just like to go into a little bit with what I've been playing. So, for you guys who have been listening for a while, you knew that Salt and I always do a little back and forth about what we've been playing and who we are. So as I said, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Phantom. I am an affiliate streamer over on Twitch.tv. I'm also a YouTuber over on YouTube.com. I have a Facebook, I have an Instagram, I have all that stuff. Uh, Twitch, I am going to be getting back into streaming this week. I want to try this week. Um, My goal is to just kind of start off two days, just a couple of hours each day, just to kind of get back into the flow. And I don't want to burn myself out. I want to have some fun. So we'll do it for about two to three hours, whatever I feel uh, is good. I don't want to push myself. I just kind of want to just do a little bit while we're still in the process of moving. And then once the move is over and I have a little bit more energy and a little bit more free time, then we'll see how things go. Uh, I don't know what we'll be playing on stream yet. We could be playing Spyro the Dragon. Uh, We could finish Kingdom Hearts 2 in preparation for Kingdom Hearts 3, which comes out in three weeks' time. I'm really excited about that. But... That's all that information. If you guys want to go see when I stream, you guys can head over to twitch.tv slash phantomkingx, and you guys can go and check all that stuff out there. Now, what have I been playing this week? This week was kind of an interesting week for me because I started to get into an itch to play World of Warcraft again. Now, just to give a little history about all that, World of Warcraft I got interested in in high school. My sophomore year, uh, my best friend got me interested in it. And at first I was like, oh, you play World of Warcraft? I was like, psh, and how wrong, how wrong was I? Poor young Phantom did not know what was going to happen. Um, But yeah, so 
he introduced me to World of Warcraft, and it was during Wrath of the Lich King, which some people argue is the best World of Warcraft expansion. Some people argue Cataclysm, but uh, I kind of got introduced to the game during Wrath. So for me, that's something that's always had my attention. The story of Arthas becoming the Lich King, that was one of the first big stories I heard of. You know, as I was learning the lore, that was the thing that was prevalent at the time. And I was like, oh man, this is awesome. I want to know more about this. And for years since, on and off, I've had trial accounts, trial accounts, trial accounts, multiple email trial accounts. And finally, with Battle for Azeroth, I really was like, I sat there and I said, I want to play World of Warcraft. So I decided that come February, I'm going to finally subscribe. Right now, this past week, I've been playing, I made a, a Warlock. I made a Worgen Warlock just because Warlock's my favorite class. And I've always wanted to play as a Worgen. I don't know what I'll main when I, you know, you know, make a new account. I have a Blood Elf Pally. Uh, you know, I have different characters. I don't know what I'm going to main. All I know is that uh, I'm going to play. And that's my goal for sometime in February to, you know, subscribe to World of Warcraft and just to, to play it for a little bit. Uh, other than that, I played a little bit more Dragon Age Inquisition. I honestly kind of feel a little burnt out. And I'm in this kind of flux state where I'm trying to tell myself that I can play any game I want because they'll always be there. And I know that. My problem is that lately I've always wanted kind of the new thing. So I've kind of bounced around from game to game. And I'm trying to stop that. I played a little Spyro, I think. I can't remember. But I played a little Dragon Age Inquisition. I tried playing more Fallout 76, but every time I go to play it, as soon as I start enjoying myself and starting to get like immersed in the world the game crashes and that's just not fun because I want to like the game and the game is giving me reasons to put it down and that's unfortunate. Other than that, uh, let me know what you guys have been playing this week. You can go ahead and message me on uh, Instagram. You can shoot me a DM. You can tweet at me. You can message me in Discord or you can message me on my Facebook page. Uh, all those links are as follows. Twitter.com slash the Phantom King X. Instagram at Phantom King Gaming, Facebook at Phantom King Gaming, and uh, my Discord link. You guys can head over to Twitch.tv/slash Phantom King X. There's a link for the Discord down there in my panels. You guys can click that, join the banquet hall, and come hang out with us. So let's get into today's show. So the first, the first, and I put this at the tip top tippity because this happened yesterday. This happened, I'm recording this on Sunday, this happened, I think, I want to say Friday. It happened Thursday or Friday, I'm not entirely sure. So this happened a couple days ago, but this is still big news. Bungie splits from Activision and gains full publishing rights to Destiny as a franchise. Not as a game, as a franchise. So we got an article here up by GameSpot, I'm just going to kind of skim through it. And just read little little bits and pieces, and then we're gonna. I want to discuss it. Bungie will assume full publishing rights of the Destiny series from Activision, the developer announced on Thursday. This will mark the end of a 10-year contract established in 2010, which saw Activision help Bungie to launch its first post-Halo project after it gained independence from Microsoft. 
The process has already begun, according to a post on Bungie's website. There's no word on any impact on Destiny 2, and Bungie says its plans are unchanged. The PC version, which operates using Battle.net, will still receive full support on Battle.net, and we do not anticipate any disruption to our services or your gameplay experience. That was confirmed by Blizzard. In a statement... Activision said, Today we're announcing plans for Bungie to assume full publishing rights and responsibilities for the Destiny franchise. Going forward, Bungie will own and develop the franchise, and Activision will increase its focus on owned IP and other projects. Activision and Bungie are committed to a seamless transition for the Destiny franchise and will continue to work closely together during the transition on behalf of the community of Destiny players around the world. And it talks on to say that uh, Destiny and Destiny 2 have kind of had ups and downs, and uh, Destiny 2 had, you know, kind of been a sore spot for most people because of microtransactions and stuff, and I'm just going to keep scrolling and see anything. Uh, reports surfaced in the past about development issues, and that Destiny was apparent. Destiny 2 was apparently rebooted at one point, um... And then it says, signs of possible strain between the company's relationship became public last year following the release of the Forsaken expansion in September. Despite being received much more warmly than the base game, Activision publicly stated that it had been a, quote, commercial disappointment. This led to Luke Smith responding on Twitter saying, We are not disappointed with Forsaken. We set out to build a game that Destiny players would love, and at Bungie, we love it too. Building Destiny for players who love it, it, it who love it is and will remain our focus going forward. Uh, and then Bungie, uh, this is a quote from Bungie during their statement. This is mostly quotes, that's why I'm going to read them all, otherwise I would, you know, skip the article. Uh... Quote, with Forsaken, we've learned and listened and leaned into what we believe our players want from a great Destiny experience. Rest assured, there is more of that on the way. We'll continue to deliver on the existing Destiny roadmap, and we're looking forward to releasing more seasonal experiences in the coming months, as well as surprising our community with some exciting announcements about what lies beyond. So, a little clap there. Sorry, headphones users. So... Uh, this is big news, all right? This is big news for a lot of reasons, and there, there, there's, you know, pros and, and, you know, could be cons to some of it. This is big news because now a lot of people think that Destiny now is going to be in a much better place, and I personally think that it's going to be better for the franchise because now Destiny has control. Now they can make the game they want that they know their players want without anyone standing over their shoulder saying, no, you can't do that because that's not profitable. You know? <clears throat> now the flip side to this whole argument is they don't have Activision's money. And that's a con. That's a con because Activision, you know, whether you like Activision as a, as a publisher or not, Activision was able to help Bungie promote this game, set up these events, do these live demos, do these, you know, meetups, do all of these kind of things, and now Bungie's losing that. So Bungie is now its own publisher. So some people think, um, what is it? Some people think Eververse is going away. I don't think Eververse is going away. It might change. We might see a big change 
you know, coming in the, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the next couple of months. I would say, you know, towards the summer, maybe we'd see a change. Um, as far as we know, the content that they've announced is still on its way. We, we, we know that we're still getting season of the drifter. We know we're still going to get penumbra. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. None of that has changed. What lies beyond Penumbra, nobody knows. Are we going to get an expansion that was planned like we did with Rise of Iron and Destiny 1? Or are they going to keep doing these seasonal things until they're ready for Destiny 3? Is there going to be a Destiny 3? Is it going to be delayed? You know, these are questions that we're not going to know and we're just going to have to sit and be patient. But from what I've been reading and hearing from different sources like IGN and Kotaku, that apparently when this pat when this went through, Bungie employees cheered. So if that's not a sign that this is something that the company wanted, I don't know what is. I think that they are going to now they have more creative freedom, yes. But we as players might have to temper... I don't think might. We as players have to temper our expectations more now because we don't know when this content... Like, the future content, we don't know when that's coming. So say Destiny 3 was slated for next year. That might not come. We might not get Destiny for two years. Which, you know, that's... That, that could be a thing. And some people are going to be okay with it because they know now that Bungie needs to take their time to really craft. They're going to want to take their time now that they have it. You know? Um, we we don't know if the, the rest of that 10-year continent, you know, that 10-year roadmap, we don't know what else on that roadmap we're still going to get. If anything, I I don't know. It's, it's an interesting time to be a Destiny fan. And I think that's 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 where I'm going to leave it on that. What do you guys think about the Bungie and, Bungie and Activision split? Please let me know somewhere in the comments, somewhere on anywhere on the internet where I can see it. Um, I'm excited, and I want to see what Bungie can do now. So, moving on from Bungie, let's talk Bethesda. Now, this was posted as of January 10th. And this was something that announced a while that was announced a while ago via Bethesda's Twitter. So Bethesda's Twitter, um, I don't know when this tweet was originally posted, but they posted on their Twitter, "Happy holidays, anyone, all right, anyone who logged into the full release of Fallout 76 in 2018 will receive an entitlement." for Fallout Classic Collection on PC. This applies to Xbox One and PS4 players as well. The entitlement is expected to go live. Oh, this was posted right before Christmas. Okay. So if you've played Fallout 76, if you've played it on PC, on Xbox, on PS4, right now, you can go to, if you're on PC, if you play it on PC, you can go to the Bethesda Launcher for PC, sign into your Bethesda.net account, and install the Fallout Classic Collection. The Fallout Classic Collection is Fallout, Fallout 2, and Fallout Tactics. None of the Bethesda games are on there. So there's no Fallout 3, there's no Fallout 4, there's no Fallout New Vegas, which was technically published by uh, Zenimax, which I believe was a subsidiary of Bethesda. I'm not entirely sure on that. 
But for you console players like me who don't have the Bethesda launcher, um, if you have the game on PS4 or Xbox One, you can still get it. You just have to go to Bethesda.net on your PC and it will talk you through the process. So, in other Fallout 76 news, they released a patch which includes over 150 bug fixes. Now, consoles didn't get that patch yet. And maybe that's why my game is still crashing, I don't know. But, this, this as a whole... I want to say it's a good thing. I really do. But we all know why it's happening. It's happening because Fallout 76 was a flop. And that's why. I, I, I have to believe that's the only reason. They're using words like entitlement. You know, if you've played Fallout 76 at any point in 2018, so from the two-month span that it was out, you get this. It's cool, don't get me wrong. I've always wanted the classic Fallout games. I've been waiting to buy the Fallout, uh, you know, the collection. I might still buy that just to have Fallout 3 New Vegas and, you know, Ana and that mini-nuke. That mini-nuke's great. But all of this stuff is just because... They messed up and they're kind of just trying to cover their asses. They're saying, hey, we're sorry here. Here are some games. And, you know, some people may be like, yeah, they're giving us all the good games. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's, you know, neither here nor there, at least for me. Am I happy that I'm getting three free games? Yes. Am I happy that I now get to see where the franchise started and see its roots and all those cool things. Yes, I'm happy. Do I wish it came out of better circumstances? A hundred percent. But I'm happy it's happening nonetheless. Between everything Bethesda has gone through, this is, you know, good for them, whether they're looking at it as a PR standpoint or whether they really feel sorry for the people that had to play the game in the state it's in. You know, I don't know that. Nobody knows that besides Bethesda. So, if you've played Fallout 76, make sure you go and download the Fallout Collection now. That way you have it. I don't know how long it's staying there for. Um, I don't know how long it's going to last. But, make sure you go and you check it out. Uh, otherwise, let me know what you think about this somewhere on the internet. So, we're going to jump. We're going to stay with... We are going to stay with video games and then our last topic will be our uh, our like movie and, and TV topic. So, Spider-Man PS4. Now, this article was posted this month. Spider-Man PS4 got its, supposedly its last DLC silver linings. I don't know if it came out yet. I'm pretty sure it came out. I haven't been keeping up with it. I just got the game for Christmas, so I really couldn't tell you whether or not I've, you know, I haven't played it yet, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh, IBT Time, or IB Times, uh, posted an article that 
Marvel's new media vice president, uh, Ryan Panagos, revealed that upcoming DLC for the Spider-Man game will be, quote, amazing and, quote, fantastic. Here's the first thing everybody thought was going to happen, that we're going to get Spider-Man suits. We're going to get Andrew Garfield's amazing suit, just like we got uh, Sam Raimi's original Spider-Man suit. Um, some people think that we're going to get a black symbiote suit that appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man. Because um, apparently a lot, a lot of fans want this in in there in in the game and i'm just skimming through the article um fans want andrew garfield's amazing spider-man suit because they got toby mcguire's spider-man suit um they're thinking they're thinking that the fantastic part is going to be another dlc pack like another expansion revolving around the Fantastic Four. And IB is saying that the Fantastic Four could use the success of Spider-Man to springboard themselves back into the spotlight as the next story DLC. Um, nobody really likes the Fantastic Four, especially after their reboot movie flopped. This announcement could mean that the sleek, black-and-white Future Foundation costume could be one of the next Spider-Man 4's DLC. So... That could be it, too. Maybe we're just going to get a couple of suits. Um, we're just... We don't we don't know what's going to happen. And... They said that you can't find... And this is stuff I don't know. I'm trying not to spoil the game for myself. You can't find the Fantastic Four's base of operations in the game. But Insomniac could drop them in because now Disney owns the Fantastic Four. Because they own Fox. And Disney isn't known to just kind of, like, sit idly by. But as of right now, all the Spider-Man DLC that's been announced has been released. But they never said if that was going to be the only Spider-Man DLC. So, me not having played it yet, I know there are a ton of suits in the game. Do I think another suit would be really cool? Yeah. Do I think another story DLC would be really cool? From what I've heard from my friends and fans, yeah, they love this game, and every DLC has been good. Insomniac has this really good pedigree of making games that are fun, that people want to play. Look at the original three Ratchet & Clank games. Those games are beloved. Those games are some of the best games in the franchise. You know, depending who you ask. I personally really like the Future Trilogy, some people don't, and some people say that it's staved away from the cynicism, and some people weren't a fan of the reboot. But, from what I've heard of Spider-Man, Insomniac just made sure to put the fan service in the game that the fans want. I had a friend go around the map and find, you know, Murdoch and Nelson's building, you know, the bar from Luke Cage, um, Avengers Tower, all these big icons... And they loved it. They were like, oh my god, this is amazing. And that's why Spider-Man is selling so well. And I think it's the highest sold game on PS4 right now. Don't quote me on that. Um, so I think that Insomniac, no matter what they do, fans are going to be happy. Whether it's suits, 
whether it's a Fantastic Four DLC, as long as they take the time and care to pay attention to it, I think fans are going to be happy. Now, staying on Marvel, let's talk Netflix. So as most of you know, the Netflix shows have been getting cancelled one by one. First it was Iron Fist, then it was Luke Cage, then it was Daredevil, Jessica Jones and Punisher are still in the rain, but... Nobody knows what's going to happen. Maybe they go away after their next seasons because their seasons were pretty much probably done filming and they didn't want to cancel them right then and there. Punisher is the next show set to release starring John Bernthal reprising his role. And it looks gritty. They just released a new trailer and they set the Punisher up in a different city with a different, you know, person, he's protecting this girl, you know, he's not out for revenge anymore, you know, he got, he got the revenge he wanted in season one, he found out who killed his family, he took him down, you know, he did all that fun stuff, but now he's, he's, he's protecting some, you know, some girl, uh, let me see, here we go, we got, a, we got a little synopsis. Former Marine-turned-vigilante Frank Castle has been living a quiet life on the road until he suddenly becomes embroiled in the attempt in the attempted murder of a young girl, played by Georgia uh, Wiggum, as he is drawn into the mystery surrounding her and those in pursuit of the information she holds. Castle attracts a new target on his back as new and old enemies force him to confront whether he should accept his destiny and embrace a life as the Punisher. It looks really cool. I'm looking at some posters right now. Uh, as we know, Billy Russo's coming back as, as Jigsaw. He does not look as mangled as I think everyone wanted him to. Uh, he definitely still has some scarring. It's this, and he apparently does this thing with some masks. So maybe he'll he'll wear masks, and that'll be the jigsaw persona. Um, but the trailer has like one funny moment at the end. Otherwise, the trailer's pretty brutal, and it's exactly what you expected from the Punisher. I personally loved season one. I'm definitely gonna watch season two, um, and. I think, you know, I don't have much to say on this because, again, it's just a trailer. It's not too much. It's coming, I believe, uh, next, this, this week. So by the time this podcast goes live, all you got to wait for is at the end of the week, January 18th, Punisher Season 2 will go live. Everybody will watch it. You guys can let me know your feedback on what you guys think. Do you guys think Punisher gets canned like the rest? Are Jessica Jones and Punisher going to fall like Daredevil? you know, Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Is Disney going to do anything with them in the future? Or or what, you know? It's, uh, we were reading, I don't remember if we said this on a couple episodes ago, but there, something that has to do with the, the, the show contracts is that the characters can't show up um, for two years after cancellation. Does Netflix bring them back? Uh, because Daredevil, I have yet to watch it. I'm still f trying to plow through Iron Fist. Daredevil ended in a really good place, and Daredevil Season 3 is argued to be the best season of Daredevil. So, you know, who knows what happens. But, uh, with all that being said, guys, that's the last topic for today, and that's about all the time we have. Um, if you guys like the podcast, make sure to give us a follow or to subscribe to it on any of the places I mentioned earlier. Um... Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, all those fun places. Uh, make sure to give us a 
a rating if you can. Five stars on uh, on Apple really pushes us away and pushes us not away, but pushes us up, up and away, and keeps us keeps us moving and keeps us chugging along and is really good for us. Otherwise, if you're listening just anywhere, just uh, if you like the podcast and you want to hear more, just be sure to subscribe to it. If you can leave us a comment or a rating, do that. If not, share the podcast with a friend. Um, let everyone know, all your gamer friends, all your you know, all your friends that are into this stuff. Let them know, hey, this is a podcast for you, and it, let them know it's not about one thing. You know, as you see, we talked about Punisher. If you go back to some of our previous episodes, sometimes they were mostly movie topics. You know, sometimes they were mostly game topics. It depends on the news that comes out in that week. Otherwise, you guys can follow me on the internet at twitter.com at thephantomkingx, youtube.com slash thephantomkingx, on Instagram and Facebook at phantomkinggaming, and on twitch.tv slash phantomkingx. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Again, let me know what you guys think somewhere on the internet, and I will see you next time.